0: This episode of Those Ladies Kids Remember is brought to you by Bobblegum Vintage, featuring vintage jewelry, accessories, and more from the 1940s to the 1990s. Search Bubblegum on eBay for that one-of-a-kind vintage find or find them at Bobblegumvintage.com. That's Bobble, B-A-U-B-L-E, gumvintage.com. Check it out.
1: set my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down
2: this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember.
0: Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I'm Andy.
2: I'm Brian. I'm Greg.
1: And I'm Mike,
0: (laughs) I know it's been a while, but really, guys, come on, not been that one.
2: Ryan sounds like he forgot who he was there. <laughs> you forgot who you are, man.
3: <laughs> who are you? I was, just, I was doing a pause for effect.
0: <laughs> dramatic pause.
4: He is yeah, there. Dramatic
3: pause.
0: <laughs> Welcome to today's show. Uh, today, I, we're going to talk about, um, you know, the, the, the Soviet Union. Remember good old days of the Soviet Union? It's totally inappropriate to say. However, is it? Um, it was a thing. Well, uh, yeah, right. Too soon. <laughs> Hashtag too soon. Um, and maybe uh, touch on some uh, dictatorships or not, if there's time to get into that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I guess what we're talking about today is uh, Soviet Russia. And what a nostalgic thing that is when you think back about it.
1: Yeah. Um, Knowing what's what goes on in Russia now compared to them is, well, almost identical. Um, <laughs> I mean, to now everything was uh, the, the only things I remember most about the, the Cold War and they whenever we'd see anything from inside the the Iron Curtain, everything was so bland, concrete. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything was shaped like a box for for efficiency. Right. <laughs>
2: right. See, I, I, um, when I first became like conscious of the, of Russia, the Soviet Union, I think was around like the 84 presidential campaign, like between Reagan and Mondale, you know, mm-hmm. that it was about that time when, it, when Russia was still kind of, you know, it was seen as this suspicious enemy type of thing it was it was before you know reagan and gorbachev you know you know became buddies Reagan,
1: reagan did an awesome job of uh pushing the us versus them uh and the soviets oh yeah allegedly he even uh convinced the saudis to drop the price of oil so that the soviet union uh wasn't making profit off of their oil sales so oh, had, wow. Yeah, which helped mm. speed along their crash.
4: I did not know
3: that.
1: Sorry, I was very political in the 80s. Wow. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I would
3: say I didn't get political and, and knowledgeable of all that until probably right around the time Craig did, which is sad because Craig is younger than me. So I must have, at his age, been like <laughs> boring, 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 <laughs> change the channel, change the channel.
2: Well, so was I. Yeah, so it was it was probably 84ish I would imagine. I about the only reason I paid any attention to it as all, at all is because we kind of had to because we uh, because you know I was in like second grade and and they were teaching us about oh, sure. like the the election process and all that stuff and we started following uh like uh, you know uh, Reagan and his dealings with the Soviet Union and all that stuff and then and then you know you started having movies like um, you know uh, Red Dawn and, and Red Dawn. Rocky IV, oh, yeah. and all that stuff. You know,
0: the day after,
2: the day after yeah. was a big one.
0: Oh my god! If that didn't like totally like traumatize children who watched that, I don't know what would have. But <laughs> I was I was kind of very aware. I uh, I remember in junior high during that uh, Reagan Mondale election. We had um, a representative for Mondale's campaign uh, come in and like talk, which when you think about it now is like really weird, like to junior high. A bunch of
2: junior kid. high kids.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I remember getting up and asking the uh, the the rep or whatever um, about. Mondale support of Star Wars, which was a really big issue for me at that time because I was terrified <laughs> about nuclear annihilation. This oh, to me sure. was like a thing that was going to happen that we needed to stop. And I kind of think about it now as like it kind of freaks me out to think that um, at that age, I'm not sure if it was 7th or 8th grade, but I like had a tinge of being a Reaganite in me because I fully supported the idea of Star Wars. Like, yeah, the Soviet Union is going to destroy us, and we need to get a jump on this to make sure that they don't.
3: Well, it's the- weird. You know, I never saw The Day After. Everybody talked about it, but I never, really? I never actually saw it. The night that it came on, Elvis with Kurt Russell came on too, so I watched that. So <laughs> oh, the next, day, you know, next day at school, everybody was like, hey, did you see The Day After? I was like, nope. No, it was Elvis. Elvis. That's great. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so
3: I never, I never saw the day after Red Dawn. I did see
2: movie about the possible uh, destruction of the United States and the Soviet Union, and uh, this could happen in real life. It's like you know, Brian's just like, yeah, but Elvis.
4: Whatever, right? Elvis.
0: <laughs> yeah, but on this It'll side, Soviet Union will be here forever, not Elvis. On this side, velvet,
4: <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> we had, uh, at my, uh, shall we say, hippie school, um, one of the teachers was actually on the Mondale team in 84. Um, so we helped fold. Uh, I actually got school credit for folding pamphlets for Mondale.
0: Nice.
3: Oh, wow. wow.
4: Nice.
1: <laughs>
0: You know, a little, little uh, abuse of power, though, but, you know, yeah, whatever. Just, 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 <laughs> just a little bit. A little
2: appropriate. Appropriate. <laughs> I, like, I like Walter Mondale. Yeah. <laughs> what a
0: joke that campaign turned out to be.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah.
2: Mondale. That election, Jesus.
0: Oh, no, wait. I'm thinking in my head about Dukakis.
2: Well, they got... They got but destroyed. That, you know, Mondale, Mondale and Ferraro Mondale got, got Mondale and
3: Ferraro got just absolutely
1: destroyed, White. obliterated. Yeah, only one, I mean, it was bad. He Carried one state, and that was Minnesota, where he's from. Yeah, his and, home state. <laughs> yeah, and he carried the District of Columbia because they all had to work with Reagan.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. Damn.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's good. Uh, you can't. If, if there's nothing else you can say about Ronald Reagan is the man had charisma.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you can't argue that.
3: And he was a great speaker. I mean, when you knew what he was saying.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, right. Can you speak garbage off? Tear down this wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah so thankfully looking back i was too young to uh be scared of a lot of that stuff like the day after i was in first grade when that whole thing aired you know i'm not even sure i was aware of the existence of other countries at that age (laughs) right you know right you know i there the threat was there in 1983 1983 very underrated year in the uh in the history of uh of uh you know, possibility of nuclear conflict there. Right. Thankfully I was but, too young to care. But you were how old? Uh I turned what did I turn? Seven in eighty three. Oh god. At seven years old, all you care about is your room and I cared about the masters of <laughs> What's the universe. Man. That's all yeah, I would care
1: about. You, you've got to be at least ten to care about Elvis. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> uh, See, I was a freak cuz I was probably 5. <laughs> you were what? Oh, I was probably like 5 or 6.
1: <laughs> Started caring about Elvis. Yeah, I was 16 in 83, so uh I was already uh well, I had the the punk spike hair. I had the the army the Surplus Army jacket that had uh, stuff written all over it, like, I'm not anti-Reagan, Reagan's (laughs) anti-me. Catchy. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Cool. Just just sell a lot of those?
0: That's pretty funny (laughs) when you look at that in today's terms.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what, was he anti you really though mike was he <laughs> sorry well only well.
1: after he lost his mind
0: yeah
4: <laughs> But
0: yeah so it, it's it's strange i mean because it was and that's kind of like that was our um or look into communism and and Mm -hmm. the the bad effects of communism and Mm -hmm. how people waited in line for half a day just to get a loaf of bread. Right. And they still like, they,
1: they toilet paper was tough to get here.
0: Right.
4: Uh.
0: (laughs) And it's, it's funny because it's still, it's still imagery that's used today. Right. um, When you have, you know, arguments against the, the evils of socialism and yeah. whether or not you believe it's a fair comparison or not is beside the point. But people love to throw out that imagery of people in Russia and Moscow waiting in,
1: in you know, lines all day long just to get a, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a it, loaf of bread. Even, even though it wasn't a legitimate socialist government, it, right? Uh, the the Union of Soviet Sof- Socialist Republic was uh, uh, that that came down to just being really a dictatorship because. Mm-hmm. The, when they first did the revolution in 22, they, they had convinced people that it was going to be uh, socialist. We were going to make everybody equal, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then it's like Animal Farm and some pigs are just more equal than others. Mm-hmm. Right. I completely skipped over the, the, the Karl Marx book. <laughs> right. Which, by the Absolutely. way, by the, time I, by the time I was 16, I, I had read it.
0: I'm fully on Board.
1: I understood the theory of political evolution, thinking of it as a Darwinian text. Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, now I'm getting a little deep. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. Yeah. And when I read it, I was probably stoned, so. Yeah, there you go.
0: So, yeah, it was kind of like a a meek view. Um, And then you had um, East Berlin, which, um, you know, were they under Soviet control or did they have their own sort of Soviet-backed government?
1: It was full-on Soviet control. It was uh, part of, God, they had like 15 different countries in the Union.
3: Did they really? Wow.
1: Yeah. Russia was the biggest. East Germany they had Poland uh the Baltic states Lithuania Latvia um and the other one
0: <laughs> and the other one yeah Latvia <laughs> right. you
1: know the one that Dr Doom was in control of um yeah. <laughs> but it, just tons of different countries it was enormous uh I, I, I just remember the globe from back then. It's like, oh, look, here's America, Canada, Africa, and Russia, you know. <laughs>
4: yeah, yeah.
0: Soviet Union, really big on there. Yeah.
4: Yeah, huge.
0: I, see, I never – I guess I, I – I, and I don't know if I didn't take history classes or – I probably didn't in high school, so I really didn't know all <laughs> what was encompassed in the Soviet Union. Yeah, just the required history classes, which I guess that wasn't part of, or I wasn't paying attention, which is a pretty good possibility. But I guess I never I realized the whole makeup of the Soviet Union.
3: God, I missed so much during school. I used to sit there and draw people I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> always made me always made me feel better if I drew people I didn't like. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Weird. Draw I'd draw them very... and I'd give them a beard and I'd shave the beard and I'd, I'd put a bullet hole in them and I'd take the bullet hole out. and Yeah, that was the uh, that was basically what I did for an hour in
4: class. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so as far as what was being taught, nah, I don't know. Eh, whatever. <laughs> whatever. As
2: long as I don't get called on, I'm fine. yeah.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it's interesting too because I was I was very much by the time I was in high school. Then I was very much into the uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. The the whole political movement of um, disarming nuclear. What was the name of that organization? Do you remember? Mike? Oh, I
1: know what you're talking about. Oh, I got yeah. See, I could have rattled it off if you hadn't asked me. Sorry. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, the whole disarmament thing that started um, with Reagan and Gorbachev.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And uh, someone's going to have to put it on our website for Yes,
0: yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah come on, phone someone. Phone. <laughs> yeah, come on, someone.
1: You're out there. Someone. <laughs> Let me see if I can someone find it. Someone knows. hmm Oh, someone knows everything. Um, We got – and, and – how, uh, how many leaders did i say there were of the soviet union in the 80s there's four right yeah we had brezhnev mm-hmm. uh, who had been there for you know since the early 60s uh, then you had andropov and you can't can't go wrong with a name like yuri andropov uh, <laughs> yuri walk up to a cliff and drop off
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: uh, and then you had ivan chernenko and then Gorbachev, and and Dropoff and uh, Chernenko were only in office for a combined two years because they were really, really? old men <laughs> and old-school hardliners, I believe, is what they refer to them as.
2: Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I was going to ask you, I said, well, why did they have so many?
1: No. Well, they, wow. uh, Brezhnev actually, uh, he left. He retired, and he Mm -hmm. appointed Andropov. Okay. Andropov was probably as old as Brezhnev was, and so he just kicked the bucket, and then they put in uh, uh, Chernenko, and he was old, and he kicked the bucket, and then the the, uh, uh, parliament decided, you know, that's enough of the old men. Let's get someone a little younger. And a little younger meant... uh, 55, and that's how old Brezhnev or uh, Gorbachev was.
4: Hmm.
0: Wow, it's pretty young.
1: 55, I would say so
3: too. Yeah, I mean, compared yeah. to Reagan, that's a little kid. Yeah, Reagan <laughs> Reagan was up there. Mm
1: hmm. It's
3: during younger than anybody
1: we've got running for office this year.
2: What? Yeah, oh god, I know. Thank you. Oh, oh, I know. Was he up he was so, up over seventy, wasn't he, when he got elected, wasn't he? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he
0: was old as fuck. And, okay. So yeah. the name of the organization is the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament. Oh. <laughs> <What a stretch>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was like
0: But uh, yeah, and it, it's funny because I guess um, I guess it wasn't a matter of, of learning or knowing your enemy as it was, this is where the bombs come from. That's all you really need to know. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess by the time I was in high school it was more, I was very anti-nuclear, period. So, but you know, well, yeah, little suburban think... white girl. I mean, it, went, it didn't go any really farther than that. But
1: Yeah, I was inner-city white boy, and we were very much anti-nuclear. I actually participated and was arrested at a uh, uh, protest in front of Honeywell because Honeywell was making the pressure timers for nuclear warheads.
0: Oh really? Oh wow! Is that the one in the one in Minneapolis? Honeywell?
1: Uh, Honeywell is in Minnesota. I think at the time it was like Apple Valley or something. Was okay. was? But I got arrested and brought to the Saint Paul jail. Hell uh, oh, nice. Uh, I was 17. Oh wow! Nice. And uh, my mother said, "Let him rot." And uh, so I, <laughs> I got to spend the night in jail. Let
0: him rot. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, <laughs> sorry,
4: but wow, well, wow, I
1: can't, I can't deal, but I was, I was never charged with anything, so my record yeah. is still clean.
3: Wow, okay. neat. So, yeah. did you actually spend the night there? Yeah, I
1: actually spent, the did night you get there. any sleep? Fuck no, uh, wow. It's, you know, it's not like one of those movie holding cells where there was like, eight, you know, 30 guys all packed in there sweating and doing pull-ups on plumbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, four of us, and all four of us were from the same protest. Oh. So, yeah, I probably could have slept. Okay.
3: Because, see, I got put in a holding cell once, and it was like really? movies.
1: <laughs>
2: really?
3: I think Jesus was even in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure Jesus was in there.
2: What'd you get tossed in a, a holding cell for? There's a guy that looked just like for?
3: Jesus. I remember him.
2: What'd you get tossed in a holding cell for? It was drunk driving. <laughs> oh! Oh, well, okay. Yeah. All right yeah. then.
3: So I saw the guy that looked like Jesus, and I thought, well, this guy's going to have my back. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the chosen one.
0: Right? Just stick with him.
2: What'd they get you for, my son?
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Better question, what'd they get you for, Jesus?
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What'd they yeah, get you a better for? Question, man. A better
1: uh, question. Better question. <laughs> Giving water that I turn to wine to miners. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so um, yeah, it was it was kind of a very um, scary situation for did,
4: impressionable did you guys, youth.
1: Did you guys have uh, the like? We always had not just tornado drills; we also had nuclear drills, and we had mm. the, the areas in the school that had the big radiation sign warnings saying "fallout shelter." Right. So yeah, I had that type of thing. <clears> from. I
0: never did. We never did, but I do remember um kind of seeing fallout shelters and being freaked out about that
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> See,
4: right. I remember
1: the sirens. I know where to go.
2: In right. in first grade, which would have been 1983. This would have been probably about the time the movie uh what you call the Day After came out. Um I remember us all going out to the hall and doing a drill where, you know, I, they it was like people were kind of saying that they thought it was a tornado drill, but it was like nobody said for sure exactly what it was. It was one of those things where we all got down, sat down, and then, like, covered our heads up with our hands, you know, mm-hmm. one of those types of things. Duck and cover. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those types of things, and it, it and it was that same time period there where where that movie came out the day after. So I don't know. It could have been like interesting. A, it could have been a a tornado for sure slash nuclear drill. You know, it could have been because because right. they, they were kind of vague about why we were doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just remember that you know the fallout shelters. Um, that we had it's like yeah that's going to be great but if a nuke hits somewhere near here the whole school's coming down on top of me
4: yeah right
1: right i'm safe from radiation but not the actual building
2: yeah right. yeah but right. not from
1: death <laughs> itself
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna die slower if you're yeah, protected the really, building. Right. Yeah. you'll
0: you, be fully aware of it corpse. you will be there for it
2: <laughs> yeah see if, yeah i, I
0: guess it, at that time is when um I was living in Hawaii. So they really, you know, I don't know that it was really uh, is there, the Soviet Union's not going to fire on us kind of an attitude or anything like that. But we really didn't have um, drills or even. Um,
3: not even tornado drills?
0: God, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> <Tornado> no. <well. laughs>
3: no. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, yeah the only
0: thing happen. we had was like no fire reason. drills. Did right. Fire drills was about you
1: know? it. Did you have hurricane drills?
0: No, because you just got sent home. So oh, nice. <laughs> there was, and I only went through one of those where we got sent home.
2: <laughs> I suppose. Cause you, it's not yeah. like a tornado where you, you don't know it's coming until it's a few minutes away, you know?
4: Right. Right.
2: You know, a hurricane's coming. <laughs> there's
0: Some indication they're you know, not going to day ahead.
2: They're not going to put, have kids going to school and they know there's a hurricane that's about to hit Right. To where tornadoes no, is just kind of like. hurricane headed for uh, you.
3: No, you just wouldn't be in school.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd say the the, the other thing that we had was uh, we didn't have drills for them, but we also got sent home once because of a tsunami warning. Just really weird. <laughs> it's a really different kind of experience than yeah. it is living in the Midwest because I started high school uh, living in, in Iowa after that too. So it was a very different Experience and I think
1: not many tsunami- tsunamis hit Iowa.
0: No, <clears throat> very different, very culture shocking too. After moving back, yeah, yeah.
3: I would imagine but, Hawaii um, to Iowa was a pretty big change.
0: I guess even then we didn't because by that <clears throat> time it was the later 80s and things were starting to chill out a little bit because of probably Gorbachev and Perostrika or what was the other one?
1: Glasnost. Well,
0: Glasnost.
1: Yeah, and the whole reason that the Soviet Union fell? McDonald's.
0: McDonald's.
1: <laughs> they let McDonald's into Moscow, and that was it. They were done for. We like this Western life. <laughs> freedom tastes delicious. <laughs> That's
0: I shouldn't have done that. i <laughs> my freedom. <Right>. Delicious.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Tastes like days Oh freedom is so greasy. Um,
0: Yeah. So it was a very amazing and strange time when you think back about it. Because the only, I guess, um, you can't say that Russia is all that different than the Soviet Union. I mean, it is, but in different ways. But you know if i'm you don't want to get too political i i don't think you know Putin is a uh, a beacon of of freedom and and, and you know uh, uh personal yeah. right personal freedoms and being able to express
1: those i mean uh, the, no the,
3: nobody with a name like that's going to be a beacon of anything positive
1: right right and uh, uh, the story I heard about Putin is that. He was a security guard at the Soviet offices in East Berlin. Uh, oh, when, really? when they overthrew the government, uh, uh, and he kept calling to get reinforcements. It's like, uh, they're breaking through. They're going to take our, our building. What should we do? And, uh, they never called back. They never gave. It <laughs> a uh, so, wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they yeah, they took the Soviet uh, offices, uh, and that, that was really when the wall had to come down, and they unified Germany was right after that. But he was KGB, you know, since he was like 16. Wow. So why the so, hell should, would he want to change Russia from what it was?
0: It doesn't sound like he, he would would want to. It seems like, you know, he was on board with it.
2: Did which would explain a lot. Um, yeah, I was talking about uh, how 1983 was like the uh, it was like an underrated year in this whole uh, Soviet Union United States of America thing. Um, I, I'd imagine somebody here is familiar with the uh, the false alarm incident that went down in 1983 war games. <laughs> the movie war games <laughs> oh this was like war games in real life just about yeah <laughs> on september 26th Broderick. of 1983 uh I there was this weird that, that weird yeah. computer malfunction the soviet air defense thing this guy named uh oh, what was his oh, name uh uh-huh. petrov he was the officer on duty at this bunker where this false alarm went off and and said that there was like there was like a, a missile headed towards the Soviet Union from the United States but this this dude like kept his head cool and told everybody don't do anything about it because he, he thought it was probably a false alarm because it was only one freaking missile it said
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, some big I, I can't remember how it happened. I have to look it up here there was some kind of error that that caused their their uh their equipment to malfunction there and and it the whole thing was like this big false alarm but but i mean my god if that if that guy would have freaked out
1: (laughs) yeah
3: no shit yeah yeah for sure what year was this 83 this was
2: 83 yeah it's september 26th of 1983 here it says
1: is it, uh, wow. 83 was when we actually hit the peak in numbers of nuclear missiles, isn't it? It might have been. I think it was. It, it was, I think, late 83 is when it happened, when I was uh, a junior. but and, and that's when that campaign that I've already forgotten the name of, uh, Campaign to Stop Nuclear Proliferation. Oh,
0: campaign for Nuclear disarmament.
1: That's the one. CND. <laughs> Wasn't it Reagan that signed the Non-Proliferation Act? Oh boy. Um,
0: I don't know. Could could have been?
1: I don't think so because I don't. I think he was too much of a hawk for something like that. It might have been Bush. God, you guys
3: really paid attention in history class. I feel like I feel like a sweat hog or something.
4: <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> for me, that's not history because you know I graduated in eighty five. I was eighteen in the middle of the decade. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, speaking. This has nothing to do with anything except just what Brian just said. I I flipped by an episode of uh, a rerun of Welcome Back, Cotter this morning, and uh, <laughs> and George George Carlin was on Welcome Back, Cotter playing a DJ. Okay, that had really nothing, that had nothing to do with anything. I just couldn't believe you brought that up. <laughs>
4: Wow! Yes,
2: George awesome. Carl George Carlin was on Welcome Back, Cotter. You'd have to you'd have to Google it. He was playing a Cotter
3: with uh, Travolta, or is it when they replaced him with that blonde? No, hair
2: Travolta guy. was still on there yet. Okay, cool.
0: Or played some with a blonde hair guy. I remember that guy? Did he go yeah. on to be in something else? What was he was in? Yes, he was. What was he in?
3: He was in something. I can't remember what it was, but he was famous for something else too.
1: Yeah. Well, he sure wasn't uh, famous for Welcome Back, Cotter.
3: No, but I do remember him from that.
1: Yeah, it was right up there with when they replaced uh, Chrissy Snow with her cousin. Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) Just
0: let it die already.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just let it die.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's called, okay, Radio Free Freddy, the episode was called. George Carlin starred as Wally the Wow Wexler, famed disc (laughs) jockey at WBAD. (laughs) W-B-A-D. Oh, that's great.
3: <laughs> what W-B-A-D. was it again w what
2: w b a d bad
3: <laughs> interesting because george carlin used to work for a station wbap way back in the day yeah oh, I, really? he was on
2: he was on the radio yeah. before he got into comedy yeah
3: right so he worked at the station that i actually ended up working in in dallas
4: oh wow Neat. Oh nice
3: interesting stuff huh carlin on welcome back connor i had no idea neither did i till this morning um, <laughs> let
2: me see. oh okay that thing from 1983 that false alarm thing oh, yeah. uh apparently <laughs> it was here it says it was determined that the false alarms were caused by a rare alignment of sunlight on high altitude clouds and the and the satellites orbits <laughs> An error, an error that was later corrected by cross-referencing a geostationary satellite.
0: Oh, my God. If that wow. doesn't just sound like some obfuscated thing to get you off of the aliens did it kind of <laughs> argument. <laughs> That's
1: exactly what that
0: sounds like. The, well, you see, what happened was...
1: <laughs> the Men in Black zapped somebody and told me. Uh, <laughs> right. Well,
2: well, now these people have to be smart to do this stuff. Uh, Petrov, the guy, the guy who didn't freak out there, he he said that the he didn't freak out right away because he believed from his training and everything that any strike that came from the United States would be massive. So he just mm-hmm. said, "Well, he was like, well, one missile, what the hell." And then right. and then it turned out to be a false alarm. And then they said later on as well there was another false alarm where there was four missiles headed to the Soviet Union.
1: So four rays of light bouncing off Well,
2: right. it just it caused the it caused the, the what you call it, the the equipment. It was new equipment too, he said. Which means
1: it was straight out of nineteen seventy.
2: His view on the whole thing it says he was not wholly trustworthy of it.
1: Well good for him, man. Right. I mean I, I The guy cool. kept his cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good for him. No shit.
2: Today. No shit good for him. <laughs> right. We, some of us might not be here today otherwise. Right.
0: <laughs> dude saved all of humanity just with his, his skepticism.
2: Oh, what the hell is that guy's name again? Here we go. Stanislav Petrov. Icon. Just. Yes. He died three years ago.
1: Oh, wow. May 19th of
2: 2017 at the age of 77.
0: Did you say May 19th?
2: May 19th, yep.
0: Oh, yeah, he died on my
2: birthday. What? Really? Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) Coincidence? Coincidence. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty wild stuff. Yeah. Yeah. 83 and then there was wasn't there like something with a, a Russian plane or a, a was it a u.s plane that was shot down by by Russia was that you mean the u two what what was going on there and it that wasn't that in 83 as well it was
0: it was whatever incident they made a movie out of it didn't they with um where am I thinking of a later incident with uh, Owen Wilson in it wasn't it Oh, I, a Black Hawk Down? I
1: can't say. No, Black Hawk Down is about Africa. Okay. That was a helicopter. In,
0: I think, okay, and then I'm thinking of something else.
3: United Museum 2? Yeah, <laughs> that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> South Korean Airline. Maybe this was it. Korean Airlines <clears throat> flight shot down by Soviet Union in 1983, September 1st.
0: Behind enemy lines. Behind enemy lines.
2: Was
0: that it? That's the movie I'm thinking of. Um, do, 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 do. I'm, I'm reading like the synopsis of the movie. Okay, no, I guess this is like 1995 incident. Yeah, so it was a later
4: incident.
2: Yes, I... the Soviet Union initially denied knowledge of the incident, but later admitted. <laughs> okay, you got us. All right, fine, you got me.
0: <laughs>
3: Busted. Whatever.
0: Did I do that? Sorry. Yeah.
2: Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's freaking turning the, the Soviet Union into Urkel. Right. <laughs> but yeah, because I remember year, a few years back, I saw a clip of, uh, I was watching old clips of David Letterman and Jay Leno was on, you know how Jay Leno used to come on Letterman all the time. He was great on there. And Leno was making a bunch of cracks about this, about how Russia d- didn't want to admit for at first that they shot this plane down, and there was like a big to-do about this whole thing.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I know that the U-2 incident was like in 1960-something. It was
1: 1960.
0: Was it 1960? What's and,
1: that? When Gary Powers flying the U-2 spy craft was shot down over the Soviet Union. oh, oh. Yeah. oh. And a new band name was created.
0: Born. <laughs> that's,
1: there you go. That's
0: why I know that. That's that's the only reason why I know that is because <laughs> having been such a huge U2 fan, I knew that it was something that happened. I'm not sure if it was the same day. It was on his birthday, but it was like the same year that Bono was born, yeah. which Talk is where it. the band name came from.
2: <laughs> Talk about so, an omen.
3: Right. <laughs> I can't Jeez.
2: stand
4: that guy.
3: Oh really? Bono, no. Well,
1: actually, he was better like... in the '80s. Yeah, I like Bono better than I like Sting. Oh yeah. <laughs> but The Edge, that one's right out. He's nuts.
2: He yeah, don't like The Edge. Really. What the hell calls He's himself? Quiet. How could you not like The Edge? Because he oh, calls I'm himself sorry. The Edge. Yeah.
4: Exactly. <laughs> like... Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I just Shut need to clear off. this up real quick. Shut up. It's not again. the
0: edge. It's not the edge. There is no the. It's just edge. Okay. Oh, that's much better then. <laughs>
2: There's not the share. <laughs> right. Just edge. Excuse me. <laughs>
1: and trying to get a little back on topic, you guys also remember the big rock concert in oh, 89 yeah. that led to it?
2: Yes, really? I actually do remember that because that was a pretty big. Sh- I watched MTV at that time. I was in, I was in junior high. That was a pretty big schmear at the time. Oh
1: hell yeah! That, the, I mean, MTV was on the plane with them. Mm-hmm. Like, they flew over and everything, and the whole thing was set up as a, as a concert that was supposed to be um, don't do drugs or alcohol. And who do they send? Freaking Motley, freaking crew. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't do drugs and alcohol, save it for the crew.
2: Exactly. exactly. We'll we'll do it for you, dudes. Uh, <laughs> we we'll got it, it covered. All, send it all to us, man. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking uh, idiots. We
1: had, we had Cinderella, Skid Row, Bon Jovi, Motley Crew, uh, and of course the Scorpions. You can't forget the West German guy. And you guys know that the Scorpions, the first place that they ever played, they could see the Berlin Wall from the bar.
2: That's wild. Yeah. yeah, that is.
1: That also tells you that they're really freaking old. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. True. Very true. Well,
2: yeah, they went back to the 70s yet, didn't they? Yeah. They were releasing albums in the 70s already. Yeah, Late 70s. 80s. No,
1: early yeah.
2: 70s. Yeah, I was going to say everybody remembers them for the 80s, but they they were old even by the time the 80s came around.
1: Yeah, because uh, uh, <clears throat> Klaus was already half bald. By the I was going to say,
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by the mid-80s, that dude was losing his hair.
1: <laughs> and why would a West German band record everything in English? I don't
0: Yeah. yet. Well... So it would sell in America?
1: Well, yeah. I, I'm just guessing. Say, other than like Romsdien, we've never really, German language songs haven't really caught on. They even made me was... re-record 99 Luftballons." balloons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: in English. I, I had no clue until I bought uh, a, a cassette by the Scorpions that they were German, that they were foreign. It's like once you looked at all of their names, all of a sudden it dawned on me as like these dudes are not from (laughs) America. It's like all of a sudden, yeah, I didn't either until I I knew the names. The lead singer's name was Klaus Main, and there was one guy named Rudolph, and there was like like some (laughs) dude on the band's got like a like the last name Lickenheimer or some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Before before knowing their names,
3: though, I had no idea. idea.
2: That was rather suggestive, there, wasn't it? <laughs> I didn't mean it for it to come out like that. <laughs> that's what—that's what she said. Just digging a little deeper here every time I—every uh, time I say something. But yeah, I remember uh, the whole thing, Gorbachev. You know, everybody liked Gorbachev. I remember there was a joke even made about it at the beginning of the first Naked Gun, where you know Leslie Nielsen busts yeah. into that uh, that that world that meet secret meeting of the world leaders, and Gorbachev is just like, ha, ha, ha. you know, he's like secretly evil. He's like ha, ha, those those fools in America love me more than their own president. <laughs> you know, people <laughs> people like Gorbachev. <the> <laughs> well. Yeah, Cormy
1: was a guy that has a birthmark that looks like a seagull shit on his head. Right. It did.
2: It did. It looked like bird shit. Br- brown bird shit.
3: Yeah, it it was I spent a great deal of my um teenage years trying to figure out what the hell it was. <laughs>
2: really?
3: It was just so large. It took
2: up so much of his head.
1: Mhm. Well, it you wouldn't have really seen it if he if he'd have maintained his hairline.
2: But... That's true. That's true. Yeah, once he once the the, the hairline was back, he was he was bald on the top. So yeah, you wouldn't have really seen it had he not lost his hair. That was another gag too at the beginning of The Naked Gun where Leslie Nielsen wiped his birthmark off of his head.
4: (laughs) He's like, nah, I
2: knew it.
1: (laughs) It It's like he was painted on. This is really off track, but I got to ask you, um, did you ever consider that uh, the hairstyle for the Hari Krishnas was created by a guy with a mohawk and male pattern baldness? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, think about it. His, ha- his hairline recedes all the way back while he's got a mohawk, you know, and the sides are shaved. So now all he's got is that big patch of hair on the back of his head.
2: I he could kind of see it. it. Yeah.
1: Then he puts on robes and goes and asks for money at the airport.
2: Huh I could kinda see it.
0: That's <laughs> it another like... thing that you that is you don't have happen today. I mean, I suppose it's restrictions on who they let in airports, but that yeah, was even good. in the eighties you'd see Arya Krishna's in the airports and shit like that.
2: All kinds of people that were trying to, you know, <laughs> yeah, sell ya on stuff.
0: Mainly religious zealots, but all kinds of religious zealots. Yeah. Would be in there.
2: Right just at like the a, airport too. Yeah,
1: like the beginning of the airplane.
2: Yeah, that's what I was just <laughs> yeah. going to mention yeah. that that scene in airplane where Robert Stack is trying to is trying to Robert walk through Stack's the airport. Yeah. yeah, donation. <laughs> He's like slugging the one by yeah. one. Jews, Jews for Jesus? <laughs> donation to Jerry's. He
3: walks to the plane.
2: Donation to Jerry's kids. <laughs> <laughs> he just—he just, he just he barely breaks stride one. on
3: his way to the plane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that's a that's kind of a shame because now that joke doesn't isn't going to make any sense to a lot right. of people it's now
1: it, it's like what is what is that all about yeah yeah I, I right that, right I tried having my water my daughter my water my daughter watched that movie and um she didn't get almost everything on it because uh you know being able to just walk in and buy a ticket ain't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they're gonna yeah have it's a different world laying in a, somebody laying in a stretcher at the front of the airplane ain't gonna happen um all that shit she just I, I, why is this funny
2: she didn't God. she's not gonna know who Barbara billingsley is yeah no. she's not gonna know probably who kareem abdul jabbar is
0: Hell no. Well, see,
3: you
1: should have in given his her some
0: context by making her watch Airport 76 beforehand because oh, that's yeah. what that movie was a spoof from.
1: I suppose you've got a point. That really could. Yeah. yeah that would have helped.
2: <laughs> a bigger. Well, Andrea, I showed you this a few years ago. I remember um the movie. uh Oh, oh God. That black and white movie. They came up with that. That's what it's actually based on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. black and white. The hell is the name of that movie? The Zucker Brothers saw it at like one o'clock in the morning and thought it was a zero hour. Zero hour. If you watch it, the scenes
3: in there are so similar to the ones in Airplane. They
2: took dialogue straight out of zero hour and put it. They've got like videos on YouTube where they've got footage side by side. Of, of Zero Hour and Top Secret because the Zucker brothers saw this movie at like one o'clock in the morning and thought it was like the unintentionally <laughs> most hilarious thing they had ever seen. Yeah,
3: my brother watched it about a month ago and called me and told me, dude, you've got to watch this movie. Dude, it's, it's like a, watching an airplane.
4: airplane
2: <laughs> you, know, you know where they came up with the idea for Kareem being the co-pilot is in Zero Hour, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch who was a he was a, a famous professional athlete at one time was playing the co pilot. Yeah. That's that's why they had Kareem doing that part. <laughs> they were poking fun at everything in that movie.
3: That, that, that scene when they're dragging Kareem and his uniform starts appearing is probably one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. <laughs> he's got the knee pads on. He's got the, the shorts, Lakers yeah. gear on. <laughs> shorts,
4: shorts.
2: But everything from the waist up is all is all pilot gear, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right,
4: it's
0: hilarious.
2: But seriously, yeah, I know we got completely off topic there, but yeah, right. zero hour. Go just go on YouTube and type in <laughs> zero hour airplane, and you'll find all sorts. Yeah, and of it's shit not a long it. movie at
1: all. No. All right, I'm going to also, what was the song? Come on. Scorpions came up with the song that basically, behind the Iron Curtain, it was the anthem for the whole friggin' thing falling apart.
0: So the winds of change? Is that what you're talking about?
1: The winds of change.
0: The winds of
2: change.
1: And that's the only song ever written by Klaus Mina.
2: What? Huh. Really?
1: Never ever wrote any other songs for the Scorpions. It was all done by the guitar player,
2: by Lickenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> <Lickenhymen>. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible.
1: And and one more coincidence, I think not. Right. All of the bands that went there were had the same manager. Doc McGee. What? Good old Doc McGee. Yeah, and Doc McGee just before uh, this whole thing happened in 86 got busted with the largest shipment of marijuana ever caught in the United States. 32 frickin' tons. Oh, dear. Yeah.
2: Wow. Jeez.
1: And somehow he
2: got no
1: sentence And ended up putting on a rock festival in Moscow. Wow.
2: How did he skate by that?
1: Yeah. Everybody else that was involved with it got big-time years. Even the guy that drove the truck Wow! five freaking years. But Doc McGee, who supplied the money for it, didn't spend a single hour in jail. Interesting. Crazy. Makes you think, don't it?
2: I remember when the wall came down, though, because um, the high school had a foreign exchange student who was from Germany. I don't I don't remember what her name was, but and she came over and I was in seventh grade at the time. And she came over and talked to uh, to us uh, about everything going on over there and everything. And she was I'm very happy about the wall coming down and all that stuff, you know. It was just—it was kind of neat, you know. It wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like I was totally into all that stuff happening, or or you know, it's a, it's a seventh grade boy, you know. I'm just like, oh, okay, uh, cool, mm. cool. The wall came <laughs> yeah. down. That's that's awesome, you know. But but she was very happy about it, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know? the seventh grade
1: boy is just going, uh huh. Hot chick from Germany, cool.
2: But she was kind of cute, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> She kind of looked she kind of looked a little bit like uh Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street.
3: Oh, that'll make a difference in the attention level that you have. Yeah. No. <laughs> For sure. Yeah,
2: picture Nancy with a like a German accent. Yeah.
3: Okay.
4: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd listen. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: only thing they get him. Only thing that Brian gets is, you know, Man, the chick from Nightmare on Elm Street or Elvis? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: if he hadn't have died before that, Elvis would have been in there going, Oh, well, the wall's down, you know. Nah. <laughs> hey, Gar- Garbage, we got
2: we got to tear this wall down, man. I mean, it's just nothing. But, man, tear
3: it down. It's been up too long. It's just
2: nothing but trouble, man. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And have you guys
1: yeah. ever seen anything on like all those tunnels that went under that wall for people? The to tunnels? Escape? Yeah, people escaping uh, from East Germany into the United States. They had tunnels uh, dug. Uh, saw, uh, there was one that I saw in a uh, in a documentary that they actually had uh, a motorized cart that uh, only one person at a time could. They'd lay on it and it would drive for over a mile underground to bring them into West Germany. Neat. Wow. And it's like, just imagine you're on some little putt-putt thing with no lights mm-hmm. in, in a tunnel that you cannot stand up in. Wow. You can't even really kneel in for an entire mile. And... Ugh. The idea of that engine dying.
2: Somewhere. Oh my God! Oh good, yeah! You you wanted to get out of there. <laughs> right. How bad? How bad do you want to escape? Wow!
3: We should probably. What?
0: what? Hello? I
3: didn't no. hear any of
0: that.
4: Oh,
3: the... <laughs> All of this tension and. No, me
0: I didn't. I couldn't
3: hear you. Oh, I said uh, we should probably end with <laughs> saying that the yeah, the, you the tension ended with uh, Rocky Balboa's speech at the end of Rocky Five. <laughs> he
2: did. It. He he did help bring down the wall. He did. Yes, he did. <laughs> If I can change
3: if I can change, you can change. Everybody right. can change. Everybody
2: can change. <laughs> Suddenly Moscow is pro Rocky. <laughs> that, that was so cheesy. God, it that, really was. That that movie that that whole schmeal with the thing with the Soviet Union makes Rocky IV just so incredibly dated today oh yeah (laughs) just unbelievably
0: just real quick i just wanna you know it wasn't just like rocky i mean i think there was like a movement in in pop culture to kind of um to tone down that russians are evil because then you had like yakov smirnoff right the the stand-up comedian
2: the the quote-unquote comedian yes
0: right who would um, defected from the Soviet Union and would make comparisons <laughs> between the two countries. But it kind of put like this humanistic uh, spin to people f- from the Soviet right. Union at the time. True, yeah. But they're not all evil. And, you know, you kind of came to realize, oh, a lot of them, you know, are there not because they chose to be. But, you know, just.
1: Yeah, like when White Knights came out. Oh, and Jesus. Got... White <laughs> Knights. That, was that Baryshnikov? and that uh Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines, man. Oh, Gregory geez. Hines, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, dancers. Yep. It was a
0: huge, huge genre, I guess, of entertainment was the whole Soviet-U.S. conflict. You know, it was a yeah. really big, really big point.
2: I mean, I don't know, for me, Russia sending over Yakov Smirnoff was reason to send missiles at him, if you ask me. (laughs) God, that guy was terrible.
1: One of the most overrated (laughs) comedians
2: ever. Oh, Oh, yeah.
1: Like, we need to end this this wall so that we can get you guys some decent comedy. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Right.
0: We give. We give, man. We give. (laughs) whatever you
2: want (laughs) ronnie ronnie i'm surprised this is the last straw sending sending this guy (laughs) sending this guy over here it's time to push the button
0: (laughs) yeah we we just we honestly we've only scratched the surface of what we could get into about that and pop culture related with music and just i mean it goes right. a lot further than that i mean it's, it was huge it was a huge thing
3: you're right there was a movement and no question about yeah. it yeah
0: <clears throat> anyway so we thank you very much for joining us today on this 80s kids remember remembering the soviet union and and all of that great well great stuff but uh (laughs) make sure you uh tune in next time but we'll have another great topic to be talking about be sure to check us out on facebook um those 80s kids uh at facebook and then also at those 80s kids on twitter you can uh check get us on itunes spotify yes Spotify now and um, Google play stitcher just about anywhere where you would like to listen to your podcasts were there um, check out those ladies where you can purchase a t-shirt if you'd like for 1985 see how I did that <laughs> um, <laughs> but another thing that I noticed is that I appreciate it if you tried to purchase a t-shirt and couldn't because the shopping cart goes nowhere I will be what? working on that to get that fixed. Oh. I just realized that a couple weeks ago when I clicked on the link. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, um.
2: Diligently I'll nowhere. work on
1: that. It goes had, nowhere. It's got a broken wheel. <laughs> What's that, Mike? You said, see what, the, see what you can find out when you stop drinking. I know, right? <laughs> totally. stone <laughs> so cold sober for today's show if you
4: haven't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um.
0: And also on Patreon, if you'd like to help out those 80s kids, remember, keep the keep the lights on, so to say. Uh, we've got um, patron uh, membership levels starting as little as $5. If you'd nice. like to help, that would be great. Otherwise, we just appreciate you being here and listening to us every time that you do. We have over 1,000 likes on Facebook now, um, 1,000 followers on Facebook, which to me is just, you know, we started this six years ago. It's it's even to me that a thousand followers is just great i mean i appreciate Yo, absolutely every single one of our followers thanks y'all thank you for sticking with us yeah definitely so absolutely thank you for being here today we will catch you the next time on those 80s kids remember i'm andy
3: and i'm brian and i'm greg i'm mike
0: bye y'all bye Those 80s Kids are Andy Lane, Brian Lundberg, Craig Dillon, and Mike Mickelson. Music by Atokada. All third-party audio clips used therein are the sole creative property with rights reserved to respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com. 2020, all rights reserved.